would love to comply, officer, but I can't understand a dang word you're saying. What Sorry, did they, what yeah, did that they sounded say clear earlier. Sorry. So that is uh, a, a squad of about six police cars going down Bourbon Street in New Orleans telling people that they are a public health danger and they should... You're go- a public health danger! <laughs> That's probably the responses they got. Oh, boy. Uh, you're going to get a night sticking. Um, and then I show uh, my yeah, boobs. R- return to your <laughs> home. I'm on or, Bourbon Street. <laughs> return to your home or hotel, please, if you would, sirs. You are a public madams. health hazard, sir. <laughs> you're, you. you're a middle-aged man. Stop showing me showing me your boobs. Put them away. Nobody wants to see that. That's interesting. So that's getting a little close to Italy. So we're wondering where this is all gonna go. Uh, my kids are home from school for a whole month. Um. That's gonna be kind of weird. There's there's a lot of the stuff that we would normally do. Or would think of doing, perhaps, you can't do. Like, my son immediately said, let's go to Vegas. Oh, boy. And, uh, That's some son you got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they're closing down the big hotels. And so we got this tweet yesterday. And, well, I'll just read it for you. My sources from CDC. Now, keep in mind, this could be anybody, right? Anybody could say this. We We know how social media works. But. Um, my sources from CDC are telling me the reason why they're shutting down the holes, the hotels in Las Vegas is because the president is going to announce this week a mandatory country lockdown for 14 days. That'd be the sort of thing they've done in Italy, now in France over the weekend, and in Israel. Makes sense this is happening to make sure all the visitors in the city will be back, uh, be able to get back home. Then I was looking at the responses, uh, that we got. So I tweeted that out and said, how how good is your source on this, dude? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because that that would really that'd be one historic event if that happened. That'd be one of the bigger things that's happened in our nation's history. Oh yeah, in a free I mean, country. W two, we didn't have that going. Yeah. Um, one bunch of people with OS, OF, shiz, whatever that means. Shizzle nizzle. Calm down. Carry on like you got a pair. Um, we can't give up now. Let's go from Animal House. Um, uh, also these though I've heard the exactly the same from people I know in government it's supposed to be announced this week Uh, somebody tweeted I should have bought more beer today sources from Travis Air Force Base are confirming the same for real? guy's daughter works for CDC reading other reports of of this happening okay Uh, a lot of you gotta be kidding me or this is a bunch of crap Um, but so I have no idea If you were going to go Italy, France, Israel on this, where they're basically sh- shutting down the Spain whole country now, Spain. So they're right, Spain. The list, yeah. If if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, you 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 gotta lay some groundwork. There would be a lot of people that would have to know. You couldn't keep it, you know, really a close circle. I don't think you shouldn't. And if you tell a whole bunch of people. Like the big hoteliers, because you don't want you don't want to close down the hotels and people can't get back and there's no flying and all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, uh, walk is, home to Connecticut from Vegas. Word <laughs> word is going to leak out. Is word <laughs> leaking out right now that we're about to do what those countries have done and shut down the United States for two weeks? I don't have any idea. I wouldn't. Be I find shocked. that so hard to believe. I need to wrap my head around. I know it. that that's the way all this is. I I can't believe March Madness got canceled. Right, but it did. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that's happened. I can't believe actually happened. Yeah, and I would say to some people, including some friends of mine who are who are very bright people indeed, and they're not easily led, and and have kind of signed on to the this is a conspiracy against Trump or whatever thing. 
the nation of Spain doesn't care about Donald Trump, okay? They haven't shut down their entire society as a way to somehow discredit the orange guy. It's because the countries that have let this go wild have had horrific numbers of deaths. This is preventative. And, you know, it's Dr. Fauci, who seems like a reasonable guy so far. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's impressed me. He was on every talk show over the weekend. And we have some tape of that. We need to get to that. But Being put in a terrible position, because he keeps getting asked the political questions, right. which I wish they would stop. Yeah. Can you just stop? How about... Well, they're one-trick ponies, and they're not even good at that trick. You. How about a month from uh. now, if you want to go back and say, here's the statement Trump made on Tuesday, March 5th, Here's what happened in March. You want to do the, go go as deep as you want on that, like in a month, right? But for right now, can you ask the leading expert on viruses just questions about that, right? And not put him in the position of what Donald Trump said on Tuesday. Is that true? Do you think he should have said this? That's not his gig, man. Yeah. That's I, just so that's so disappointing. I, I know it is. It's it's so maddening. You want to slug him in the head for that. Violence won't help anything, folks. But uh, um. There are a few normal people in media, I'd like to think we're on that list, then there are mostly media people who are bizarre little, I mean, it's like the difference between a, we're we're hunting dogs around here, more or less, we're kind of mixed breed Labrador retrievers, they are pampered little poodles, and they all live in, in Manhattan or D.C., and they all go to the same cocktail parties, and their lives and their attitudes have nothing to do with yours and mine, Um. so yeah, that's incredibly disappointing, but, but back to the good doctor. Um, and, and, and his message, the societies that have let this run wild, uh, wild have seen absolutely terrifying numbers of deaths. He thinks based on the data that we have in South Korea is really the best data because China lies about everything. So you got to go with South Korea. He's saying right now, probably 10 times as deadly as the flu among vulnerable populations. So it could be two to six hundred thousand um, without trying if we let it run wild. We're just trying to slow it so we have enough ventilators going forward and don't have a sudden explosion in cases. I don't think he's in on some sort of crazy conspiracy. I really don't. I think he's he's dealing with the data and the knowledge about this disease the best he can. Um, and and as he said, and this is the key quote, which is going to. Probably mean we get mean emails for the rest of our careers, uh, or at least I will, because I I think this stuff is probably necessary, having looked at the European countries. Um, He said the very best thing we can do is overreact, or preact, as I'm calling it, that it never does explode. We never do have 500,000 old folks die. And then people can say, see, you overreacted. And there's really no defense for it. It's uh, except all those dogs that didn't bark, all those old people who didn't die. So we'll see. But then having said that, beware, beware, beware. Every politician to the left of Mitt Romney is trying to enact enormous new programs. Bernie's like, this proves we need Medicare for all. Good answer from Biden. Uh, Italy's got Medicare from all. It doesn't seem to be working that well. They're dropping like flies over there. Yeah, it is a good answer. Bill de Blasio and, 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 and Cuomo in New York talking about, we need revolutionary new programs, much like FDR and the New Deal. 
And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We need to fundamentally restructure uh, society going forward based on a, a, a communist virus that's probably going to just be around for a few months. We hope. Fingers crossed. Disinfected fingers crossed. Oh, which brings us to the uh, the, <laughs> the guys trying to hoard hand sanitizer. Who's got that story? Somebody got that? Do you have that? The hand sanitizer? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, we, we, we'll do that coming up. The uh, hoarding bottles of hand sanitizer. Also, uh, do we have that, that tape I asked for a little bit earlier? I have an email related to it about the, uh, you know, the cuisine that. And we have some important texts we need to get to this oh, you segment. Wanna, do you want to do that here? Let's do that. Here. Um, yeah. We got this from the NSC on Twitter. What's the, the National Security Council? Is that what that is? Yes. Fake, 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 fake. Disgusting that you put that crap on the airways without doing any research. Oh, God. That's the. Yeah. I have a friend in the CDC. We also got this. My son is in the reserves. DOD restricted travel on Saturday until further notice by all active in reserves. I think it fits in with the idea that we're going to go the direction of Italy. I wouldn't be shocked by it. It'd be one of the more amazing things that's happened in my life, which which seems like a um, a contradiction. To I wouldn't be shocked. But I never thought this sort of thing would happen in Italy no. or France no. or no. I, uh, free countries. I didn't think it would ever happen where you could shut down the whole country and say, businesses are closed. Everybody stay home. We'll give you a ticket if you're on the street. And it's happened. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be shocked if it happens here. Thanks, China. That seems Communist to be scum. That seems to be what other countries are doing to try to flatten the curve in the way Joe was just talking about. So, I guarantee the conversation's being had. It's not a crazy notion. I guaranteed they're having that conversation all weekend long. Right. Right. Well, yeah. There, there are some people saying, "Look, let's look at the the heaviest clusters." Uh, we're looking at you, SeaTac. Uh, in the uh, whole Seattle-Tacoma area, just nobody gets to come out of there. <laughs> so you think it would be cities and regions as opposed to the whole country? It seems crazy to do the whole country. I mean, a lot of my, a lot of my family and friends lives, live in parts of the country where y- you can't have a gathering of more than 100 people if you try. Right. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's something to be said for, you know, just based on need, because then people will more readily accept it. If you go nationwide, people will get more cynical about these measures right. being taken. And what's really interesting, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier, is a lot of the stuff that is making the headline are suggestions. We're suggesting you close your bars and wineries and restaurants in California or, or brew pubs or whatever. Um, we're strongly suggesting, and if you don't, we might go to martial law. So what does that even mean? What, what are the legalities of that? And I've got to admit, as a guy who almost went to law school, I'm not even willing to guess. I've got to do some hardcore reading. I don't know what emergency powers the governor of Cal Unicornia has. How about your and, mayor? In or... what situation? Right. Right. And, and there are mob-style threats now going out to restaurants and bars. If I see these bars open on St. Patrick's Day, we're going to take further steps. What does that mean? I think anybody can you do that? Are you going to just mess with my liquor license till I go out of business? Because any business owner knows that sort of stuff happens. I think any governor saying bars are non-essential. I think those are fighting words. <laughs> Where do you get off? Well, as you know, uh, I drink at home alone in the dark, <laughs> muttering angrily. So it doesn't. Nobody's going to be able to stop that. No, indeed. Not unless you get past my big black dog and my shooting iron. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. So this story made the rounds a lot over the weekend. You had a couple of knuckleheads who had somehow acquired 18,000 bottles of hand sanitizer and thought they had the world by the tail and were going to sell it. Here's one of the gentlemen here. With business, there's wins and there's losses. And this is one a situation where cutting my uh, cutting my losses is the right thing to do. The bulk of it was purchased with just driving around to uh, retail stores in the Chattanooga area. The pricing on Amazon was definitely higher than retail. Would you say you're sorry? Sorry for purchasing. Sorry for buying all of this. No, I don't think that I would. <laughs> so, was that edited or is that actually? That's, that's, that's for real. <laughs> <laughs> On March 1st, the day after the first coronavirus death in the United States was announced, two brothers, Matt and Noah Colvin, set out in a silver SUV to pick up hand sanitizer. They drove around Tennessee. They hit a Dollar Tree, a Walmart, a Staples, a Home Depot. At each store, they cleaned out the shelves. They're the sort of person that's causing the problems you're having. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the next three days, they well, took... Well, and panicked simpletons. Over the next three days, they took a 1,300-mile road trip across Tennessee and into Kentucky, filling a U-Haul truck with thousands of bottles of hand sanitizer and thousands of packs of antibacterial wipes, uh, mostly from little hole-in-the-wall dollar stores in the backwoods. The major metro areas were already cleaned out. Yeah, I had a friend said, uh, I shouldn't say where, but uh, X-Town, I know of, their dollar store had toilet paper and hand sanitizer and everything. Um, anyway, they acquired almost 18,000 bottles of hand sanitizer, which is a lot. Uh, they prepared the pallets for more wipes and sanitizer that they had ordered online and started listing them on Amazon. Mr. Colvin said he had posted 300 bottles of hand sanitizer and immediately sold them all for between $8 and $70 each. Multiples higher than what he had bought them for, of course. It was crazy money. But he was profiteering from a pandemic. The next day, Amazon pulled his items and thousands of others' listings for sanitizer, wipes, and face masks down. The company suspended some of the sellers behind the listings and warned many others that if they kept running up the prices, they'd lose their accounts. eBay soon followed with even stricter measures prohibiting any U.S. sales of masks or sanitizer. You just got to take to the street corners and get you a little like a 50% profit. Sell your uh, $5 bottle of hand sanitizer for seven fifty. Of course, they had substantial costs doing a 1,300-mile hoarding expedition. So what was the question they asked this guy? Are you sorry for, uh, for, for, what for you did? trying to corner the hand sanitizer market? Um, <laughs> well, um, no. <laughs> The fact that he thought that long on his question. Well, he, he, I like how he started his answer with the... With business, there's wins and there's losses. <laughs> yeah, you were running a business, dude. Well, he was. This is the free market at work. It's a little aggressive for my taste. He but. told the New York Times, it's been a huge amount of whiplash from being in a situation where I've got coming and going could potentially put my family in a really good place financially. So he thought, I'm setting up my family for the future. Right. This is the big win. Uh, to where now I'm thinking, what the heck am I going to do with all this hand sanitizer? Which is a decent question. <laughs> Again, sell it at a reasonable profit. So, Slowly. Hmm. How do we feel about this? I've, I've read a lot about it over the weekend. Send children out with you. You know, you remember you used to see the little boy in a funny hat with the newspaper bag. I used to, I, I was a newspaper boy myself. Um, 
You got you, the, your little you, kid out there. Did you yell extra, extra read out about Extra, oh, extra, paper, mister? No, I would <laughs> deliver it to people's houses. But you got to send your kids out with the bags full of hand sanitizer. Get your sanitizer here. They probably get knocked over and all of it stolen these days, but especially in your urban settings. Paper, mister? Joe Lewis got him again last night. <laughs> FDR announced his new program. <laughs> So what do you but what do you think about Amazon and eBay saying people aren't going to be able to do that? I mean they uh that's that's a pretty well established uh, societal norm, no gouging during emergencies. You can make a little extra, but don't be gouging. Actually, sometimes they would drag people out of their homes and teach them a lesson in person. I don't think we need that exactly. I want a bottle bottle for $8. I'm not buying a bottle for $70. No, that's absurd. 18,000 bottles. Wow. Does not feel guilty. He's not sorry. Apparently not. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So we've got some coronavirus updates, headlines, what's being closed, what's not, what's being proposed, what are they doing in other countries. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But um, one one thing happened in the debate last night that's big. The rest of it was a complete waste of everybody's time, and I'll bet not many people watched it. But this was historic. Number one, I committed that if I'm elected president, have an opportunity to appoint someone to the courts, will be a, I'll appoint the first black woman to the courts. It's required that they have representation now. It's long overdue. Secondly, if I'm elected president, my, my cabinet, my administration will look like the country. And I commit that I will, in fact, appoint a, I'll pick a woman to be vice president. There are a number of women who are qualified to be president tomorrow. I would pick a woman to be my vice president. So Joe Biden, in his typical way, has a giant headline that I assume he had thought about ahead of time and even had notes on. And then he, like, put it at the end of a long, rambling paragraph Mm. instead of just leading with, if the nominee, I will name a woman as my vice presidential runner. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah. And he put it at the end of this long, meandering thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's one thing. But the saying, I will appoint a black woman to the Supreme Court, Jonathan Turley reacted the same way I did, and I do not teach law at George Washington University. I think but that's you where could if you wanted to, Jack. Believe in yourself. And he tweeted out, Biden's pledge to impose a threshold requirement for the race and gender of the next nominee is troubling. Such an absolute requirement would be unconstitutional if used for the admission to a public college, for instance. Right. Yet it would be used for admission to the very court that created that rule for the rest of the country. Right. So for anything else, you absolutely cannot say, of course, we're going to hire a white male for this position. So we're not even going to look at anybody else. Right. The Supreme Court itself said you can't do that. And Biden just said, I'm only going to look at black women for the court, which is whatever. Here's my only note on the debate. What's notable is what didn't happen. Biden was not taken down. So he's the nominee. That was an impossibility anyway. Unless he fell to the floor bleeding or forgot his own name. Or he had a just a clear, terrible senior moment. I mean, it would have uh, had to be Bur- huge. Or if Bernie though. went hardcore negative. But it, about an hour into it, it was, and I'm not being flip here. And both these guys are senators. I mean, Joe was the veep, but he was a senator for, you know, longer than you've been alive. Um, it was too 
near 80-year-old senators <laughs> bitching at each other about votes they took 30 years ago. Right. It was as, and then you voted for the measure that... No, I didn't. No, that, I was, didn't. that was part of the McLaren package. I the McLaren package passed, and you voted for that. I voted against the McLaren package because <laughs> it didn't include the funding for... And nobody it was had unbelievable. And nobody had any idea what they were talking about. Oh, my... No, nobody did. <laughs> And, and it was the worst sort of, and most Americans are hip to the fact of, yeah, I voted against it because it had funding for unwed mothers and declared war on Canada. Yeah, right. So I said, no, you got to take that out. Before. Everybody <laughs> understands how that works. So, it, I mean, it was an astonishing and near hilarious. Just It was two old men yelling at each other on a park bench. Yeah. So anyway, having said that, Joe's your nominee for better or worse. Well, the math before tomorrow was 99% likely Biden gets the nominee nomination outright now. And uh, he's up by 40 in Florida, and he's up in the other states. So it's Please. definitely over tomorrow night. Please. I have really interesting medical news about the coronavirus coming up, the commie flu, in a moment or two. Uh, but I don't want to be too informed for the room because we realize a lot of y'all are, are tuning in as, you know, as we go. Uh, more than 30 states ordered the shuttering of all schools. Unbelievable, including the New York and L.A. public schools, two largest in the nation. Supreme Court just announced no oral arguments because of the virus. Well, they're almost all in the category of danger, right? Oh, yeah. In the Supreme Court. Yeah, with a couple of exceptions. But back to your list. Yeah, 30 states closing all schools for, are they all a month or roughly that? That's amazing. I, we've almost gotten used to this now in yeah. just a couple of weeks of these incredible things happening. And, and listen, I don't, please don't tune out because I want to say something at the end of this list. But Disney World officially closes its doors. Um, uh, major hotels, Las Vegas st- Strip are starting to close. So you can get a flight there for $40, but there'll be nothing to do when you get there. Right, right. Now, I have no word on the hookers, but we'll, uh, we'll uh, ask our, our best sources about that. You have multiple governors and mayors requesting the closure of bars and restaurants, etc. I received a note from my friend uh, Mike, the Illinois lawyer, that the governor has ordered the bar and restaurant closures in the state of Illinois. Um, So that's got the force of law. Ordered. And what is the penalty if you open your restaurant? Death, Jack. Death. I don't know. I haven't had time to look into but it. But this is all new. Right. I, I didn't even right. know that the government could do this. Right. That easily. And and tell and, a private citizen you're not allowed to open your business and sell something to customers who are voluntarily coming. Free. You know, two people, citizens, taxpayers, making a decision on their own. Right. And the government stepping in and saying, "No, you can't do that." I didn't know that was even possible. Yeah, I know it. It's astonishing. This might be useful this period because we'll get a chance to test that stuff. And try it out because these powers haven't been used. Governors telling restaurants to close. So I think this could be a good exercise to go through. And and the medical news in a second. But in that spirit, I have a medium to high degree of certainty that after a couple of months, a few months maybe, we get through this. The vast, vast majority of us are perfectly fine. Sure. The economy and market will roar back. There will be a party atmosphere as everybody breathes a sigh of relief. We'll have gone through a dry run for if things ever turn really, really terrible, and we'll be stronger for it. Let's keep an eye on the government overreach because it could get crazy. But I have a pretty strong idea that by this fall, everything's going to be beyond fine. We're going to be great. Um, partly because of 
medical science, they're getting a grasp on more and more of this. They think the labs ought to be online, thousands and thousands of labs, I think by the end of the week, so we can do huge amounts of testing and get a handle on this. Uh, the uh, progress on the vaccines is coming along beautifully, according to the labs involved. Now, this is really interesting. This is from the Journal of Medical Virology, which, as you know, Jack, I, I, subscribe, I write their humor column, virus humor. <laughs> you wouldn't get it. Uh, but the headline today is the neuroinvasive potential of this COVID uh, tube, et cetera. Um, it's a similar disease. They think it may be essentially attacking your nervous system, affecting your ability to breathe. So it's not just the standard flu, fluid in the lung stuff. It's a little scary that this stuff does this, but the fact that they're starting to understand exactly what it does to people means they've taken a big step in how to deal with it. Good. So that is good. Uh, the best scientists in the world are are, are doing their best work right now. So, uh, you know, do what you think is right and keep your fingers crossed. But we'll be fine eventually. If I was going to retire next week, I'd be a little nervous, frankly, oh, yeah. about my savings. Yeah, Although, you know, if you're handling your savings right, you're probably not super aggressive in stocks right now. But um, but that'll bounce back, too. I've been asking people to text their reality, just what's going on with your family, your schools, your local stores, your toilet paper situation, whatever it is. Uh, we've got quite a few texts on that, including I uh, just went to a Starbucks and they had a sign on the door that said, Drive through only the 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 chairs were up on tables. I don't know if that's a nationwide decision or that individual Starbucks decision. I've seen tweets of various Starbucks with all the chairs removed from inside, so you can't sit down. Yeah. Well, the CDC is saying they're recommending against gatherings of fifty or more for the next eight weeks, and then we'll let you know. Um, so everything's canceled. Lots of churches that didn't have services over the weekend. Yeah, I heard a featurette on a uh, another outlet pointing out that the average church in America has 65 members and that if two people who usually put money in the plate don't contribute online or however they're doing it could be the uh, you know the minister you can't buy groceries this month which is rough so churches are trying to figure out uh, to what what to do as well. Um, I wonder, the the rumor is, and <clears throat> there's some substantial reason to believe it's not crazy, is that there could be a national travel uh, shutdown announced. I don't know if I want to call it a ban, because, again, there's a lot of uh, uh, lack of clarity. What's a request? What's a suggestion? What's an order? What has the force of law and that sort of are thing? Are you talking but, just flying or just to like, include? See, I don't know. Can't drive to? I don't know. What are you going to do? Put soldiers at the... Uh, you know, the, the welcome to Oregon sign? You're going to have a checkpoint, a bunch of guys with automatic weapons? Well, let's this? shut this puppy down. Mexico? I mean... And and it couldn't be a blanket uh, ban, I wouldn't think. So if you just said, yeah, I'm going to visit my sick grandma. Yeah, that's a ticket. I'm bringing her some water. Right. I mean, what are they going to do? Arrest you? Well, and, uh, the, the idea of stopping people going from western Kansas to eastern Colorado, I mean, for instance, I don't I don't even know what that would look well, like. Would the state lines be the cutoff? That seems like an odd thing to do with a virus. Well, well yeah, that would be completely artificial. You're right. That would be idiotic. So, <laughs> again, this might be a decent chance to do a dry run for some of these emergency powers, but, uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of confusion and chaos. So the stock market opened this morning and shut down immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had mornings like that. 
get up, have a cup of coffee, realize, nope, go back to bed. <laughs> this day is not going to work out. Things ain't working. So was that a level Too one? Too much night last night. Was that a level one halt, Sean? Because it hit 7%? Yeah, that was the level one circuit break. And it happened immediately. So that's now happened three of the last six trading days, mm-hmm. which is almost 50%. Which is, that's why you're in stocks, because you know that kind of math. That's right. Way to go. Um, Market reporter Sean. Which is really historic. I mean, that's just, there's there are so many things happening that are just, they've never happened before, and you couldn't even imagine that they would happen. I was telling my son, they closed down his school for a month. They made the announcement in class. Individual teachers made the, the announcement. And my son said you could hear roars coming up from the classrooms all across the school. That's hilarious. And they wondered, what, what is going on? And right. their teacher said... School's canceled for a month. <laughs> Which, when you're a kid, a month is the rest of your life, so... Oh, yeah. And I was telling well, them... Well, if is... they said school's canceled tomorrow, the kids would oh, yeah. roar. Oh, yeah. Right. I was telling my son, I said, this is a big deal. This never happened in my life. This has never happened as far as I know. Yeah. This is just... This is amazing. Yeah. A month off. Mm. And honestly, we'll be fine. For now. We had one listener uh, say that he was a gent who lives in the Bay Area, California, and he, there it is, he began a diary, a daily diary, um, after the 1989 Loma Prieta earthquake hit. You may remember that one during the World Series, brought down highways and killed many, many people, terrible tragedy, and disrupted life in the Bay Area for months and months and months and months. Uh, but he started to keep a daily diary. He said, um, it's something to do years from now. People will have a personal memory of the times. You might suggest this to those in your audience. It's an interesting idea. Um, and I don't mind it. I, I mean, I think it's a pretty good idea. Um, I'll tell you when we come back. If you're going to pick a time to get caught in a hotel room with a with a gay male hooker and a whole bunch of meth, dude, pick the right weekend for it. Hmm, which dude? Fairly well-known politician did it over the weekend. (laughs) Got buried by the coronavirus I thought you were suggesting it to me. I was going to say, I got like half a dozen objections to that. (laughs) That, among other things, on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Social distancing, yes, I'm all for that. Arms length, no shaking hands, don't lean in when you talk. What I call how people should behave anyway. You know what, if you're a hand-pumping close talker, (laughs) don't worry about me, I've already been avoiding you. Right, I've been preparing for this moment my whole life. And uh, and and finally, the world's coming around to what I suggest as a lifestyle: stop hugging, stop uh, stop getting so close to each other. Lead us, so wise one, into the misanthropic future. It's really hard to figure out what's a, what's a law, what's a suggestion, what's a whatever. I know the mayor of Hoboken, New Jersey, is uh, got a curfew now: ten to five. You can't be out after ten or before five in the city at all. <sighs> Or what is my question? Or you'll scold me, or I get a ticket, or um, it, uh, that's a way to keep people out of the bars if you don't have the legal basis to actually shutter bars and restaurants. All of New Jersey is going with no bar seating. Their bars are still open, or at least they were as of yesterday. That might be closed as of today. Things change fast, but no bar seating, no serving standing patrons. So I can't sit or stand. So I have to lie down. <laughs> I was going to get there eventually anyway. <laughs> 
How about dancing? Can I dance? All I would need to do is dance. I'll just lay down with a straw. Yeah. No wow. more than six people at one table. Tables and booths must be separated by at least six feet. Okay. Oh, for goodness sakes. Man, yeah. this is going to hammer some working people, this whole deal. And everybody, regardless party, is talking about the federal government, and we have no money, keep that in mind, writing checks to virtually everybody who's been impacted. Yeah. Covering people's rents, you know, and their light bills, and, and nobody gets to get booted out or anything. Huge federal reaction. I don't know what's appropriate or what or what's an overreaction, and maybe overreacting is a good idea, but don't be so flippant with the idea of making people close down their businesses or you're not allowed to leave your home. That's a pretty big deal for the government to say, I can't be outside of my home at 10 o'clock at night. Right, right. That's, uh, like I was saying, this this whole deal, and I hope it's over soon, it is an opportunity to take another look at the, the powers of government and when and how they can be implemented. Oh, I got a quick anecdote for you. You got more on that? Go ahead. By the way, if you're going to do something weird with your life, now is the time. Oh, Because right. it will be forgotten by the news media. Right. Does anybody remember Andrew Gillum? He was a star politician for a cup of coffee. He was on the verge of becoming the governor of Florida. Well, he lost by an eyelash, didn't he? Very close. And, yeah. you know, Florida's it's an important state to presidential elections, whether it's a Republican or Democrat. They get to do this and that. And, and it's a pretty big deal. And, and Had a lot of the rising star vibes oh, to yeah. him. Yeah. yeah, young, sharp, black man. Uh he was wandering around uh, the streets in Florida over the weekend, high on meth, and then they went back to his hotel room, and there was a a, 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 a gay male hooker there, passed out from meth unconscious, and they were worried he was dead. Yeah. Turned out to be alive. But uh, so, rough and weekend. And couldn't even communicate with Gillum. He was completely incoherent. What rough weekend for Andrew Gillum, who was this close to being governor. He says, eh, when I lost, it kind of sent me into a spiral. I find it hard to believe your life would have turned out just perfect. Peachy, if you'd have been elected governor, it's, it's a heck of a fork in the road. Yeah, I, I've been disappointed myself uh, a number of times in life. I've never ended up with a near-dead meth hooker. And I only mention gay male because he's married. He's got a... Three kids? He's got a female... He's married to a female with kids. Yes. So... It's a, somewhat shocking to be opposite found. Opposite marriage. Yes, exactly. It's an opposite <laughs> marriage. So anyway. Well, originally he said, no, no, no. We were just partying with friends. I barely know this guy. I'd had a couple of drinks. Meth? No. Me? What? And evidently now he's, he's as, changed his tone. But as far as news coverage destroying your career, outside of the morning of 9-11, I can't think of a better time in my life. It's a pretty good time. To get arrested. This inclined way. to have a weekend like that. Exactly. Yes. So we just got a text from a listener. Um they had to take their grandma to the hospital and followed her, um, followed the ambulance. Uh, it was, you know, an ur- urgent situation. But they got stopped at the door by a nurse in a mask and a gown and everything. He said, no visitors. Go home. We'll call you. And she said, it's the yeah, the COVID-19, the commie virus, obviously. She said, the other problem is visitors are stealing masks and toilet paper from the hospital. America, we're better than this. Well, you're, some of you are not better than this. Some of you are this exactly. You're stealing toilet paper from the hospital again with the toilet paper and stealing masks from people, uh, medical providers. Well, when people get panicky, they do stupid, stupid stuff. But Should we wear, wear masks more often in general? I know in some countries they do. No, I don't think so. I was just thinking last night, my, my uh, youngest has got a cold. 
I don't want to catch this cold. You know oh, how it is. Oh, to keep stuff in. Yeah, the people who are yeah. infected should be wearing masks. Like, if you have the sniffles or a head cold and you go out to the store, you're the person who should be wearing a mask. You shouldn't do it as a preventative to catch it. It should be a preventative to spread it. Well, when yeah. I when I was immune compromised when I had cancer, they made me wear a mask because I had no immune system. Yeah, that, so I, that was yeah. to protect me from others. Yeah, right. but that's a different variable when you are already yeah. immunocompromised, which I, just, I think is the phrase I've been hearing more. I just wondered if we should all be doing it more often. Because... I don't want to catch. Whenever your kid gets sick, the whole household gets sick. Right. Well, could we avoid that more often if we all wore more masks more often? Mm, I don't know. Would it just be a smarter way to live? Uh, I don't. All, all I can say is I can't believe Positive Sean has wasted this oh, opportunity to to don his gas mask. <laughs> don't bother. The, the, the segment's almost over. The statement. Don't tell me not to bother. <laughs> The statement from the government of California about the powers they have assumed and specifically what needs to happen with schools is a good example of why we need to keep a close eye on these emergency measures. We'll share that with you in moments.